Hi, if I could take a moment of your time before we start. If you've enjoyed previous episodes or if you enjoy this episode, if you could subscribe on the platform that you listen to, that would be really helpful. It helps us get more guests and push the podcast forward. Thanks. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Car Chat podcast. And with me today, I have Rahel Tariq from MZR Road Sports. Hello. Hello. How are you doing? How are you doing? <laughs> we, we've been uh, having a few connection issues, but we will try and try and plough through. Rahel, can you tell the audience a little bit about who you are and what you do? Um, I'm basically the co-founder of a company called MZR Road Sports, and we kind of reimagine and re-engineer the um, 1970s Datsun 240Z and kind of implement our own interpretation of the car um, through each commission so yeah quite exciting really <laughs> yeah but oh, before before we even start down this route Datsun versus Nissan where they're the same car but is it like different regions or something like that no it's the same company I mean you're going to try and catch me out here on the historic I, I don't I don't know the answer <laughs> but um, if I mean literally barring the Datsun badge uh, all the parts that are on there even the engine the valve cover and it's all nissan so i think it was the transition of so exactly so the same company um whether it was a rebrand or i, I honestly I, I you'd have to I'd have is it to just talk, america yeah i think it was just um on the peripheral of of the change from datsun to nissan um and thus you've got a, a combination of different brands on the car uh, yeah, but yeah. a lot of the parts are actually stamped nissan uh, originally from factory and are yours are some of them Nissans and some of them Datsuns? No, no, they're all Datsuns. That's they're all like, Datsuns. You know, they're kind of universally known as the Datsun 240. Um, and then you just add the MZR at the end of ours. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so where did this all begin? Where did the idea come from? What did you do before as well? Um, historically, I mean, we've always been in the car trade uh, as a family. We 
started off in Lancashire, which is the next county on in north, uh, you know, north north of UK, supplying car parts to to garages. So we've always had the car sort of uh, DNA has always been mm. been there. And then I then I ran a normal garage before that, and then I, and then I I kind of veered off into the food industry but always kept my sort of toes in the water with, uh, you know, with the classic cars. And because me, my dad, my brother, it's kind of my brother-in-law, we're all heavily into, you know, sort of the car scene in yeah. one form or the other. And, um, yeah, sort of, we've, we've always been involved with cars. And then this was never planned. It kind of happened very organically, if I'm honest <laughs> with you. And then, but and so how did you pick the car? What made you think, let's do oh, some 240Zs? I've told this story so many times. <laughs> I bet people are bored of listening to it. But I've not heard it. <laughs> so basically, I actually had no affiliation with the with the Datsun 240. It's not like my dad had one or, you know, my uncle had one and I grew up with it. I've got, honestly, this absolutely from childhood, <laughs> no affiliation whatsoever. <laughs> I, I was in my, probably my early, I don't know, late 20s, early 30s and, I, it was a Octane magazine, um, and I was just looking through the Octane magazine, and I saw this like it was just a company that was uh, advertising the services as a as a Z specialist, and I, it was just this side profile of the car, and it was a race car, so it was kind of beefed up, and I just thought it just looked so cool, and I thought, how did I not know about this car before? And then that kind of planted the seed, and. I did a little bit more sort of homework on it. And, and I think the fact that they sold very few in, in UK kind of uh, added to its rarity and, and thus the reason I didn't know much about it. Um, mm. So that was the seed that was planted. And then I think maybe six years later, I actually put the courage and I bought one. Nice. And then was it just a, did you initially think, oh, this is going to be a business. I'm going to do these for other people. Oh, or was it just a project not. for you? No, 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 absolutely not. I mean, um, it, it was everything, you know, like kind of luck and timing is, is such a big part of, of life, isn't it? Mm. Um, so it was just a case of me not really finding anyone to restore the car how I wanted in the UK. So kind of looked elsewhere and found a company in Europe, uh, in France, actually, to uh, restore the car. And that's how I met Martin. Um, I think I've lost you. I've lost your video. Yeah, I just I just turned my video off to see if it would, would help with your connection. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm just talking to a picture of you now, which is really weird. Yeah, there's just me <laughs> sitting next to a car. But you are talking to me. I am still here. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, so basically, sorry, where was I? So yeah, so I found the company in France that somebody recommended mm-hmm. and a, an expat from, or, you know, from the UK who had who'd moved his premises and, and, you know, lived over in France. And that's where, you know, my relationship with Martin, who was the owner of the business, sort of was was born from. And, um, you know, and it was just literally years and years of uh, sort of a connection with him, restoring my own car and yeah. discussing how, you know, there just seemed to be a lack of, nicely restored 240s you know all over the you know europe uk you know america had quite a cult following anyway but i didn't think the way that they were restored was really it didn't really do it justice does that make sense yeah 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 um, like sort of 
a bit like yes yeah, so, sorry sorry what are you going to say thrown together or whatnot and just not how you thought it should really be done i guess yeah i mean we didn't you know, like i said it honestly really was organic and there was genuinely no game plan uh for it to become what it has and i think that's always a good thing because it, it was a very natural process and you know it wasn't like kind of a set business model which might have impeded on the sort of creative side which is so important to our commissions and you know we we started off small like everybody in the industry I'm sure sort of followed the same route and just developed more and more and same again like I said you know timing and luck um I had an opportunity to sell my business which I said was you know in the food industry and you know discussed with Martin to say look maybe we should move from you know being a one-man operation over in France to you know getting set up properly in the UK and uh, you know let's really give it a go and that's you know that's kind of what we did back in you know kind of 2014 I think it was yeah. uh, we set up we set up here in Bradford in my hometown and you know, sometimes I still can't believe how quickly things have progressed and and where we are as as a as a brand and as a business and you know just the fact that you want to talk to us and you know we must yeah, be doing yeah. something right and something interesting. So um, it's yeah, it's pretty unreal, really. We we kind of yeah, living, living the dream. It doesn't feel like that day to day, <laughs> but uh, it, it kind of you know if you step back and look at things holistically, it's like wow, you know, it's kind of. It's amazing how quickly we've come on and, and that's only with the support of, you know, the audience and the clients who had yeah. belief in us to, you know, create the machines that we do, you know, that we're creating really. Yeah, because I think it's it, it's funny, isn't it? There's, everyone else has this image of, of a company, a brand, and it's it's the image that they see, whether it's a finished car or a lovely documentary or something and and that's the sort of image everyone has whereas like in reality there's a lot of like day-to-day hard work that needs to go in on the cars doing all the sorts of stuff whatever the workshop and that and that that is what the business is like but there's this image that everyone else just everyone just sees the the end result i guess yeah and- i mean but that that's just the that's the nature of business isn't it i mean you it know is. you can you can walk from your, you know, fancy restaurant table into the kitchen. And that's when, you know, yeah, you see yeah. the hectic sort of clattering the plates and the chefs, you know, but it's it's what food is presented to them on the table. So it's kind of the same thing with us, you know. The, yeah, yeah. It, the day-to-day is, is uh, every business has it, you know, staff and suppliers and, you know, problem solving. And it, like I said, every every process, I'm sure, has its own ups and downs and stuff. And these are hand-built cars. And, you know, when you're not fitting off-the-shelf parts like we are, you 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 know, you, there's always adjustments and there's always lots and lots of conversations. But that's all part of it, isn't it? That's the, you know, that's yeah. where the passion you know, either you, either you get dragged down with it or the end end vision and the passion is the thing that drives you through the harder days. And um, you know, once you finish the car, you kind of get, it all makes sense. Um, yeah. And everybody's got that sort of experience now within the staff that there'll be some days, even weeks, where you just think, you know, we just don't seem <laughs> to be getting as far on as what we should be. But it, it's just the nature of the industry. I think anybody who does 
the sort of restore mode or even restoration, standard restoration. It's a difficult process. Uh, and I, I'll always say if it was easy, everybody would be doing it. Yeah, yeah. What's What's been some of the, the hardest things over the years or like some of the biggest struggles or things to get over that you didn't necessarily expect? Or I think initially, before we became sort of a bit more established, I, th- I always feel that the 240 was very undervalued. You know, sometimes we'd have the odd client who probably wasn't the right sort of client for us anyway, would kind of question, you know, why should I get this 240? I can get a 911 or something. Well, <laughs> you know, if you want a 911, get a 911. Go but get 911, it's, yeah. it's, you know, it, it, I just think that the 240, you know, if you kind of took away the badge, I think this is the best way to put it. If you took away the badge and just had it on a, how can I say, on an engineering or, uh, you know, sort of a design comparable, mm. I just think the 240 is right up there, you know, regardless. And, you know, I think the fact that it wasn't Italian or it wasn't German may have impeded it um, in the early days, but I'm I'm really happy now because I just think we've, you know, might not just be us as a company, you know, it might be just the general sort of appreciation of the car, but I just feel it, it's where it, it deserves to be now. Yeah, massively so. I think over over the last, I don't, I don't know what time frame, but it's definitely gone from a car that was like, uh, yeah, over the, I'd say over the last seven or eight years, it's really, yeah, it's really sort of, um, yeah, I knew it existed, in the hierarchy. but like, and it was this sort of kind of cool thing. But then now, like with people like yourselves and seeing cool builds and then more, just more people seem to be showing them off around and then the general, you know, the whole thing around them has gone up a lot. Yeah, like you said, over the last sort of eight, nine, ten years, that sort of period of time. Well, probably the resto mod industry as a, as a whole is, is probably, mm. it's, it's been a general climb for, for everybody, hasn't it? I think, you know, I, I think that, companies like Singer have just really helped immensely, yeah. you know, you know, I think they were the benchmark and the ground, you know, ground, they still are, you know, they, they, they sort of, they, they broke the doors down of that industry and that perception really of, mm. you know, are, are you, are you detracting from the actual classic sort of prestige mark by adding so much of your own interpretation to the car? And I think, there was a period where the the percentage was higher of people saying, actually, you know, this isn't a 911 anymore. They've, you know, they've kind of, you know, they've taken the heart and soul away from it. I think that yeah. percentage is less and less. And I think the appreciation of, hang on a sec, what they've, what we've done as a company and other companies have done is actually, you know, kind of groundbreaking and a lot harder than just restoring it back to the factory standard. Yeah. And I, I know, I think, a lot like younger people who didn't necessarily drive these cars whether it's an old nine or whatever when they were new you get used to modern cars and you get used to certain things and yeah. i know for myself like i've got a, a backdated 911 that's been messed with a reasonable amount to make it more modern and all that sort of stuff and i've just put aircon in and things like that and i love having an older car but I don't just necessarily want an older car with all of the awful stuff that comes yeah, with having ownership. an, yeah, an exactly. older car. Exactly. And I think there's so many people out there, especially now, that 
modern supercars are sort of they're coming a bit beige like oh, yes God, they're yeah. they're crazy but they're kind of all the same they're all turbocharged 1500 kilos 700 horsepower whatever like they're all kind of the same just slap a badge on them mm. whereas and I, I think there's a lot of owners out there that have done that route and gone down that route and owned and and still do but then start to go actually no i'd like something that's like maybe not every all of my friends have something that's a bit cool absolutely or something else going about yeah. it and then then maybe that's how they end up at your doorstep having also had one in the back of their mind at some point in time yeah that that is i mean you've kind of just described a big percentage of our clients uh, mm. right there you know you've they've got they've got the modern cars and uh, like they said they want they want something different from the mates and you know this companies like us and 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 other companies doing different models and brands of car um who can offer that and we're just happy that the belief um and the trust is there for us to sort of uh, carry out their commissions mm. because you know it's a it's a big commitment you know from them and um you know time factor and price factor and stuff it's not you know it's not a small thing it's not something that's ordered and and delivered you know in four weeks time this is you know it's a it's a lengthy process um and you've got to be of a certain mindset to sort of get your head around the fact that you know you're not going to get your commission you know within within three to six months but when you do get it it, you know you just forget how long it's taken and stuff (laughs) um and uh, you know, like I said, we, the, the sort of response and reaction from the clients has, has just been amazing. Really, very humbling. Yeah, I remember coming down to visit you guys with a friend, our, our mutual friend, our mutual friend. Who's, yeah, his car must be nearly. Is it nearly done? It, our mutual friend <laughs> has changed the goalposts immensely. So the car that oh, we okay. discussed while in our office eating our falafel wraps so, um, <laughs> is is slightly different to what is now going to sort of uh, transpire and i think i think probably after christmas you'll get some snippets of okay of uh, of that car and it's it's really special okay <laughs> like cool. ridiculous, ridiculously special so I'll, I'll, I'll message him i don't want to i don't want to blow up the car before he's got it or announced it or whatever oh, no no but but i'll message him afterwards we, we say, have like, we have hey, a game plan so uh <laughs> He keeps telling me about all these calendar reminders of when I told him this is going to be ready and that's going to be ready. I told him I've given me sleepless nights. <laughs> so, okay, let's go into the, the, the sort of process and the car and what you guys do to them. I guess you, yeah. how long does the process take normally? Well, we, we obviously, we very, you know, we've been very lucky and we've got, we, we've got a waiting list. Like we, I think, you know, I, I can imagine that anybody who's, who, who, who's, delivering quality you know sort of machines like us within the industry you know they've all got a waiting waiting lead time now because you know that you've got to respect the process and and we can only build so many cars a year and uh so basically once you've been allocated your slot and your slot become your build slot becomes available before that we'll allocate and source the donor car for probably 99% of our clients, not many clients who will provide a sort of rust-free California car, which is the only car that we will start on any yeah. of our commissions, regardless of whether it's right-hand drive or, or left-hand drive. 
Um, so we'll get that back to bare metal. We'll get that epoxy coated and, and treated, and that'll be waiting in the queue then for its build slot. And then it's uh, once you actually start the build, it's, it's about eight to ten months. You know, the eight to ten months is quite is quite a reasonable amount of time that we allocate um, because obviously at the end of the end of the builds as well, we've got a lot of road testing and miles to put on the car as well. Uh, make sure everything's as it should be before um, we let the client take delivery mm. of the car. Um, but then again, you've got, you know, we've had COVID and, and that's been a real sort of um, a real hurdle, not necessarily from us directly, but supply, supply wise and services that we rely on have, have been affected and, and they still are affected, uh, unfortunately. Um, you know, some of the companies are only sort of able to facilitate half of the staff because of social mm. distancing and, and stuff like that. So, you know, it's had a, it's had an effect, but because, you know, because it was such a global event and it's kind of a, uni- you know, it's almost like a universal sort of yeah. acceptance of, you know, everybody's been affected. You know, our clients are, are fully aware and, uh, you know, we've kind of kept them informed all the way through. And, you know, we're, we're back on it now and hopefully mm. we're, you know, seeing the back end of it and, uh, you know, upwards and onwards, really. Yeah, yeah. The, um, and then there's the spec. Is that a, an evolving thing throughout the build where there's certain dates that you have to have picked, like whether it's exterior colour or what seats or Tr- what try, Yeah, interior? to be honest, that, that, that really needs to be as, you know, as, I mean, colour-wise, obviously that can be, Closer to you know, sort of once fabrication starts, we need to mm. we need to know where we're at with that. But the spec needs to be sort of um, it kind of needs to be finalised fairly early doors because it has a bearing on. You know, be surprised of how much it does have a bearing on. Um, you know, f- different finishes, different anodized finishes, mm. different suppliers that we might need to use if we're going outside of the range of the sort of normal range of stuff that we're doing. But definitely engine spec and obviously body spec and has to be done from from really from from the from the dot um because of you know we need to allocate time the body the panels etc etc to to suit that commission so Mm. um whereas our mutual friend had changed that was fine because that was kind of quite early on and it was something that we didn't offer at that time so that was you know it was great that he, he he sort of trusted us to to go with that oh we're back on <laughs> i can I, see I, you I, now <laughs> i thought i thought i'd give it a go why not see if the video works oh it's always better face to face yeah 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 definitely yeah so we, we like i said you know i think to answer your question we try and get this spec as early as possible really i mean from the get-go is great because we get we get an end vision of of what they want even the color and stuff i, I mean I'm, it's very personal to me you know obviously it's very personal to the client but I like to know what we're building. It really it creates mm. that sort of envision for for me as well as the client and the guys on the workshop floor as well. Yeah, and then can we talk? You said there's a few different what people want to do with the body of the car. Do do you have different body styles? Yeah, we can't. What we did is we. I'm trying to think now. Yeah, obviously the catalyst was the fact that in 2019 it it was its 50th anniversary. So I thought right. I really want to do something. You know, I kind of knew 
we weren't going to do anything within the, the year of, uh, I think it was the end of 2019, the 50th anniversary, but I wanted to do something to commemorate that and something that would be there, you know, the longevity, the sort of remembrance of the 50th anniversary. And I was just thinking, you know, what could I do? And I'll, you know, I went through different scenarios of, you know, different badges and I thought, no, I need, I need to do something really, really important uh, here. And, and um, so me and Martin discussed of creating, uh, you know, sort of a bespoke body, which wasn't easy. There was a lot of development to go into that. But, you know, we went with it anyway. And thankfully, our clients really like, you know, we showed them some early designs and they really, yeah. they really jumped on board. So we have basically at the moment, we've got the standard body, which we call the sport design. And then yeah. we have the MZR50, which is a bespoke body, which is slightly more aggressive and curvy and muscular and but tasteful. We help, yeah. And, and have you just sort of like you have done? You have redesigned it. We have here and there, everywhere, yeah. and shaped we, it. Oh, and... yeah. We've kind of, you know, without. I don't want to spill the beans too early with uh, our mutual friends' car, but yeah, we've kind of, and then we've just kind of taken it one step further. I've, I've got uh, an idea of what he might have done, but yeah, anyway, yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll find out. We'll find so yeah, out. we've got two two bodies to answer your question at the moment. Yeah. No, it looks cool. I'm on your I'm on your website at the moment, just having a look at the the fiftieth. So when yeah. when you let's let's run through, can we run through the base car and then things that have changed or things that you change from what obviously the donor car doesn't. Oh, you have mean like a factory stuff car? Anymore. Yeah, like a factory standard car versus oh, things you change. So, oh gosh, right. This, let's run. Uh, let's just. I've got a list of items, and you can tell me what you've done, and then if we've got anything else. Oh, you've thanks. got the list. No, no, I've just got a, a, a list of general things, so like spec type stuff. Okay, and th- and then we can run through. Yeah, the, yeah, cool. All the yeah, nitty yeah, gritty yeah. things, but like engine. Is... So the engines we've got, um, we we we've got we've introduced for the first time. We've introduced a non two forty engine. The engine of the two forty is called the L series. Now we've got different variations right. of that. Uh, where we bore them out, so the capacity goes from 2.8 to 2.9 to 3 litre. We're doing an evolution version of the L-series original engine, which is 3.2, all you know, quite high spec and, and, and big BHP, ranging from sort of 240 to 325, 330. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we have introduced, for the evolution, don't want to complicate you, but we've got an evolution package which mates with the MZR50, and that, has a double overhead cam Nissan uh, naturally aspirated engine, which is the first time we've veered away from the, the original engine. Yeah. I think I remember I was talking about this. I, I think you were looking at this or in the process of doing this when I visited. Yeah. And that's, it, it, that's obviously yeah, a lot more it kind of, it, it took, I had to persuade myself. It took a long time to, for me to get my head around changing something as drastic as that. Uh, mm. But as we talked more and more and we looked into the design and the aesthetics and how the engine bay would look and, uh, you know, it, it, it's going to be nice. It's going to be a special engine. It's going to look great. And it's still a Nissan. Um, so I think we, you know, kind of still keeping within the sort of family of, of the car. And, uh, yeah, it sits well with me now. Yeah. And then I guess you get a bit more tech as well with that engine. Yeah, yeah, obviously it's double overhead cam and variable valve. Yeah, it's got uh, variable cam and it's just a bigger displacement and bigger BHP. So there's there's a lot of re-engineering involved, which we've, you know, kind of, you know, crossed the T's and dotted the I's now. So hopefully Mm. you'll be seeing, um, you'll be seeing some of that 
early again, sort of early mid mid early next year. Uh, so next year cool. should be a good year. Nice. To keep nice. an eye out on MZI, yeah. <laughs> I think everyone's just hoping 2021 is going to be better than 2020. <laughs> oh, yeah, providing there's no pandemic. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so then, okay, so, okay, what else have we got? Uh, chassis? So the chassis, I mean, so basically, uh, obviously suspension mm. is all upgraded. Again, we've, we've, we've designed or we've worked with, Gosh, I've forgotten his name. Patrick Stewart, who was an XF1, Formula One, Lotus um, mm-hmm. suspension specialist. And he's come out, he's, he's, he's designed as a inverted monotube suspension, which is going on the higher spec cars. And, you know, the steer, I mean, pretty much barring the actual monocoque shell. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to like plateau all your questions here, but barring That's the sort right. of the monocoque shell and, you know, certain just very, very few suspension that we keep from the factory. Yeah. Everything else is different. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, that's good. You All know, right. the and- steering rack, the steering, you know, everything is, you know, the the whole, the wiring system is all yeah. canvas. And I mean, there's a lot of high tech in there, which probably might mislead you to thinking it's a complex machine to own, and, and but it's not that... All the engineering and all the high tech sort of elements is to make it a lot easier to drive, uh, yeah, yeah. you know, and own and stuff like that. So um, on paper it may look quite complex, but you know, to get and own and drive and maintain is yeah. is simple. That's the you know that's the whole it, point of it. It's more simple, just modern stuff doing Absolutely. the simple things. Yeah, you know, trying cam sensors and stuff, just to have sequential injection and stuff. It just makes the engine more efficient. Uh, and might sound very complicated, but it just means it's, you know, the ownership is, is more pleasurable. Yeah. 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 And okay. If you were to describe the difference of driving one of your cars versus an original. I mean, the raw seventies essence of the car is, I always think is there in both cars, which is really important to me. I just think that I think just comfort compliance obviously power and you know i just think it just you can drive with a bit more confidence yeah um you know you you you, you break fade and you you're wandering <laughs> and all that it, it, all that is taken care of so it's just yeah it's just kind of bringing it's like a a, a younger brother it's a younger right. brother it's the yeah, same yeah. family and you know it's <laughs> the same family but it's just yeah you 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 just, I think com- confidence and compliance is probably the best two words to kind of differentiate between the the, the standard car and the MZR car. Okay. And obviously, visually, it's a lot more um, yeah. luxurious and probably a bit more eye candy compared to the factory car. Not taking anything yeah. away from the factory car because I still love yeah. it. Yeah, okay, but you guys go to a lot of effort to make everything much nicer. Absolutely, yeah. It, all it, of the it, details. Uh, you know, it, it's it's bonkers. I mean, I could really bore you, but like, I think there's 67, I think we counted maybe 67 modifications we just do on the body shell just so that everything is a little bit tighter and a bit more strength because we know all the weaknesses. I mean, okay, that's the yeah. beauty of specialising in just one model of car because we get honestly we get a lot of inquiries of people who've got later cars or different models right. of Datsuns and 
you know, we just specialize in that one car because we know it inside out and, you know, everything that we've done, created, designed, molded, casted is just for that specific model. Mm. And then do you, the difference. do you have a reasonable supply of cars? Yeah, I mean, we're paying a lot more for the, the cars. I mean, even post-lockdown, the, the, the prices in America have gone, you know, crazy. Um, you know, I wasn't sure how the market would be, but the classic car game is is strong, uh, really strong. I think it's, it almost seems like a lot of people, there's a, a decent amount of people that have a lot more time and they're like, I've always wanted one of them. Yeah. I'm going to buy oh, it now. maybe or, thinking, who knows where we're going to be in five years' time. I just want to enjoy it. Exactly. You know, honestly, I think there is an element of that where uh, if you can afford it, you're thinking, well, you know, <laughs> how, yeah. how, the way that things are going, nobody knows anything, do they? So uh, it's, a bit of a, it's a bit of an unusual time. Yeah, totally. Like if I don't do it now, I may not ever Absolutely. be able to do it. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's been interesting talking to different people in different industries. Different sectors. Different sectors, whether it and, and friends and, and stuff that's non-automotive and seeing like who's busy and who's not busy. The 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 one I was immediately surprised was when I went to pick up uh, my old 911. They were like, yeah, no, we've been pretty much flat out just working on people's cars because people have... You get two top sides. Some people going, oh, all this uncertainty. I don't know what to do. I'll just put pause. Yeah. But then also there's a whole bunch of people that had loads of plans that have all been cancelled that might have been really expensive. Yeah. And like, whether it was going racing yeah. or holidays and everything. And they're like, actually, I've now know that I'm not going to be able to do anything with this car for six months or four months. So go and do the work that needs doing that I've been putting off. And they've just been like flat out where then other people have just got absolutely yeah, nothing on. Yeah, definitely two ends of the spectrum. I'm exactly the same. You know, some companies that I talk to, they've they've got they're busier than they've ever ever been, you know, mm. um some of the some of the suppliers and some of the services that we use. In fact, I'd probably say more more are busy than not within within my industry, but a lot of struggling because of the restrictions and um I mean I, I do also think some companies are using it as a bit of an excuse um, <laughs> just to like not do as many hours and stuff. But yeah, uh, yeah. I, I can't comment on that because maybe there's a reason. But yeah, we, we just... were going to deliver your car in two months time, but it's going to take six. I mean, it's not going to take a six. Yeah, but... like some companies like we're only open 10 till, you know, 10 till four now. And I'm like, yeah, why? Why? You, why <laughs> what difference is open from eight till four going to make? Well, I'd, you know, like I said, they're not my businesses, so maybe there's a, maybe there's a reason behind it. I don't know. Yeah, who knows? I had a a very annoying one this week. I've got some ceramic discs that have been sent off to Germany to be refurbed, and um, the company has gone into administration. Oh no! Which in Germany is slightly different to in the UK. I don't think it doesn't mean it's literally like disappeared. But there, there's a takeover possibly going to happen. But the factory is shut down. And all I'm here is like, so I better be getting my ceramic disc back because if they disappear, I'm going to be really, really pissed off. Oh, no, nightmare. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, we, you, luckily I've done it through someone else. So they are responsible yeah. f- rather well, than me for the being goods, responsible. Yeah. But they're like, yeah, it's it's going to be a long time, like oh, end of December gosh. or something. You're like, oh, man. I know, I know. I mean, that, that's where, it's, you know, some there is some days where I just think, crikey, you know, get get a grip, guys. And, but, and then 
I think, like you said, we, we're just happy that, you know, we're one of the companies that mm. we're okay, you know, thank God. And, um, you know, we're, we're one of the lucky ones and stuff. So yeah, you know, you've got to, you've got to look at it sometimes and just think, you know what, you've just got to roll with it and, and happy that, you know, us guys and, and our, you know, what's going on within our four walls is okay. Um, yeah. and you know, we've not been as hit as hard as, uh, you know, we have been hit because we haven't been able to run efficiently for, you know, the last sort of five months, really, um, yeah. which is obviously, you know, has hit us um, financially, but, you know, we're, we're, we're okay. And, and we, you know, we, like I said, we're getting back on his feet now. And we- There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. We've got, uh, we've got plenty of work to be getting on with, you know, over the next sort of, well, three years really, to be honest with you. Yeah, and I guess because you're, you're pretty low volume, so you don't need that many people to oh, still be yeah, sticking yeah, in it for, sure. for you to be to be running. How many cars? How many cars have you made? And how many? What's your sort of production? Um, rate we we aim to build about eight cars a year. Um, mm-hmm. There were a couple of years where that was two six, 2016, 2017, A heck of a lot of development work was going on, which obviously had a had a bearing on 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 the actual cars that we produced and stuff. So there's now I kind of split it here because in the early days when we ran things from France, you know, we've supplied and built a lot of cars, but I wouldn't really class them as MZR cars because they didn't have right. our bespoke sort of elements to that. And that only really started coming into fruition from really 2018. So, you know, there's probably, I don't know, nine or 10 cars out there, which I would class as, as, as full on MZR cars. Um, yeah. Obviously a lot more to come, but there is, you know, there's a lot of other cars that we've, we've done commissions on, which, you know, lovely cars, uh, in France and Switzerland uh, and in, mainly in Europe, which are out there, but uh, you you probably wouldn't class them as as full, you know, MZR Road Sport distinctive cars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the full full certified. Yeah, badge. with the interior and all the all the bespoke sort of elements that we've got, you know, implemented in our commissions now. If someone came to you and said, "I want to have a what? What was the first one called? Sport design." Yeah how you, it would it would be a couple of years but how, and how much how much cash although i guess that varies depending on what they want to do it depends on obviously firstly uh, you know have you got a car to supply or do we need to source the base car then it would be you know which engine size you would want um and you know i think the beauty of what we've done is we've tried to 
make it easy for the client because what we you know everybody learns the you know a lot of companies and, and we're not the exception you kind of learn the hard way where if you don't have the perimeters the bills you just you just pull left right and center so you've got yeah. one guy wanting so you know this these seats and these wheels and this brakes and that you know you're constantly readjusting and re sort of thinking every commission mm. so now what we've done with the sport design is you know you you've got your engine choice you've got your suspension choice uh and then you've got your scheme your colors and your your, your quality you know your materials and your and your yeah. colors and stuff so that's literally what will determine the price uh of 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 of, of all the commissions to be honest what's base price base i mean that's Typical starting package now with us, including, you know, supplying the base car sort of starts from around 130 K. Okay. Um, up and then obviously goes up from there. Yeah. That's, it's, that's, it's bloody good value for money. I think that's I think, what you're going to say. I, I think, I, no, I think it, it really is, actually. is for something that's completely bespoke made for you on a, something that's a bit different. Like that, that, that seems perfectly reasonable. Like it, it's very often you talk to someone and you're like, oh yeah, what do you do? Oh, I make a 911. How much is it? Oh, I don't know. 600 grand. Like, mm. okay. Mm, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it's, it, it genuinely is good value for money because it's, dare I say the 240 is definitely one of the most difficult cars to restore anyway. And I think mm. that was the reason, you know, when we harked back early in the conversation about yeah. them not being that many decent uh, examples of them, you know, yeah. kind of on the net globally, it's because they're really hard uh, car to restore. Um, and that's a, a lot to do with the supply, uh, part supply, you know, you, your okay. 911s, your Jags, your MGs, you can literally go on a catalogue and hot, you know, order the whole car yeah. from from top to bottom. The two forty is even now is you know body panels. It, 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 they're either very expensive or they're just not available. Right. Um, now that was a big stumbling block uh, in the early days, yeah. but now that gives us the advantage because we don't need to you know do we we don't need to source the factory. Uh, yes. sort of elements because we've created our own. So we kind of, it, you know, that kind of helped us get to where we are. Mm. And I think another thing that people maybe overlook, and we certainly don't, is backdating something, I think, is easier than updating something uh, because a lot of the legwork of, you know, AC, central locking, it's, all been it's done. already done. Yeah. It's already there. You know, you're just kind of, Closing it in a in a retro sort of skin, whereas we, we've got to we've got to start from scratch and <laughs> create the damn things. <laughs> yeah, because presumably, I know. Let's I, we keep coming back to nine levels, but nine levels is a classic example of something that happens where yeah. they're like, "Oh, we've put nine nine three turbo brakes on a nine six four or whatever," and that's easy job done. Like they fit same yeah. size wheels, but presumably, if you want to have bigger brakes or whatever update that sort of stuff you've got to work within the constraints of the original size wheel and there probably isn't yeah, that it's, many it's, things it's, out there that are, are like that absolutely i mean the word re-engineer is probably easily just kind of mistaken for 
just you know making something slightly different but re-engineering is it's a big deal you know you've there's a lot of legwork what's what i'm trying to get at is there's a lot of legwork into changing even something small because it's a bit of a domino effect like you were saying it it, it, yeah. it, it will affect other things um and we don't have and we sometimes we don't necessarily want to you know have that pick and mix of a later yeah. part on 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 the car because it, it might not work that well it might be a lot quicker and simpler and cheaper to do but if it's going to affect the integrity of, of of our cars then we'd rather do it the hard way because you know the end result is what we want and i, mm. I think you know definitely what the client wants as well yeah definitely would you sell parts to other people and uh, no we don't simply because 95 percent of it wouldn't fit anyway because we modify literally everything for it to fit and secondly you know it's going to just dilute the brand i mean you know i I think our clients deserve to have the exclusive uh components on the car and not see them on on you know so maybe lesser sort of yeah quality build and uh, yeah like i said if it's going to dilute the product or the or the brand it's not what we're about really no and like you said, most of your things aren't really going to fit. They wouldn't, yeah, they wouldn't fit. And and you don't want like MZR wheels appearing on every single. Well, I'm sure if they appeared on every single one, you'd be like, yeah, we'll we'll do that. That's that's actually. We could okay, probably, but. I mean, from a business point of view, we could probably make decent money by doing, you know, by you know, sort of selling parts. Yeah. But you know, we've all you don't want them under here. the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We 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 like you know that that car just wants to be an mzr car everybody knows it and and that's it yeah definitely i always think it's funny when you see it would be like it why is it always porsches a porsche <laughs> with like roof wheels you're a porsche guy that's why uh, <laughs> yeah but like a porsche with a with roof wheels like or something like that you're yeah. like it's just the wrong it, yeah, it's I not mean, the complete you know what? thing everybody's different everybody's got their own ideas and and like i said we just stick to we decided early on that it's probably not a good idea. And I think we benefit from, from that sort of decision early so. on. People come to you because they want an exclusive, well thought out, complete product. And if yeah. you just start selling the individual parts, you'll end up with cars that are half bits of the same. And then it all, people will go, oh, that's an MZR. And you're like, oh, no, but it's not. Yeah. Like, it's, yeah, I mean, the perfect scenario is somebody who's restored a you know fairly decent car, and then it's got some MZR bits on it, but the you know the paintwork or the bodywork's not that great. I mean, how does the person who doesn't own that car know that that's how a bodywork and how paint yeah. you know substandard kind of thing? So totally. it's very important to you know to, to have that definitive line, and if there's no line to cross, then it's easy, isn't it? This makes it easy. Yeah. Easy one way or another. Um, what's been your sort of proudest moment of this process? Is there a particular thing? Um, I don't know. I, I don't think there's a specific moment, but I, mm. it's just, I think it's the clients that we get to be involved with. I know we we'll keep harking back to our mutual friend and stuff, but they're really the great. There's some great people um, that we've got uh, on our client list, and they become friends. And you, you know, you kind of they're not just great car collectors or great businessmen. They, you know, they're great people. So 
you learn, you know, they probably don't even realize, but you know, I, I learned from them, you know, mm. and it may not be anything car related. It is, they're, they're the bits that make you really, you might not be, it's not a proud sort of thing of anything in specific, but it, it's the drive really. It's the industry, the network. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if whether that makes any sense, but it, it, it's a big factor in, in keeping us going. It does totally. Like it's it's one of the reasons I love doing these podcasts, for example, or whether it's taking photos or whatever, all that sort of stuff. Is you get to go and hang out and meet people and spend time with random people that you wouldn't necessarily meet otherwise. And everyone's got their own stuff going on. And like you said, you let, you pick up things from people, and generally just like hanging around with great people yeah. is fun. And you get to like with what you're doing, you get to spend a lot of time or over a long period of time working with a few people and you get to sort of, you know, they, yeah, they become people, you, you know, you call them up, they answer. With, relationship with every client and, it, you know, they all vary and they're just, they're just so interesting because, you know, I think there's probably only about 35% of our cars that stay in the UK. So, you know, mm. we, we get to see, you know, we get to experience the different experiences. The cultures are all different, yeah. different countries. And it, it's it's really, really good. Honestly, it's really, really good. And and the best thing is we speak the same language because cars is like a... Yeah, yeah. It, 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 it levels the playing field, doesn't it? It does. You start it up and everyone just licks each other and you're like... Mm. <laughs> Regardless <laughs> of where you're from or exactly. how successful you are, yeah, a car guy is a car guy. And And the people that have sought you out generally i would say are probably more like car people yeah then obviously they've just, got very good taste to begin with they've got exceptional taste <laughs> <laughs> and then the only downside is they've got to deal with me for a for a period of time <laughs> they get to do a great tour of the uk when they come come absolutely. visit absolutely absolutely but no i mean it's brilliant i mean it's uh, every client is different and every sort of uh the dialogue is unique with each client as well from mm. the beginning to, to, you know, how, till we get to the sort of final spec of the car, that's always a different journey. And um, yeah. it is very interesting, very, very interesting. And I'd like to think that, you know, as we've developed as a business, I've developed as a person as well. And so have my staff, mm. um, you know, cause they get to get, you know, they get to meet a lot of the clients when they, you know, if they fly over and, and, you know, give, give us a visit and stuff so it's yeah it's a really um it's a very interesting industry that's for sure yeah yeah it's cool are you gonna do at some point you may have already done it i don't know a uh mzr road sports road trip with and try and get a bunch of owners together uh we haven't done that you should do it we should do that yeah <laughs> <laughs> like if it's a possible trip or something yeah but the sick. problem is is like they're literally i mean it's literally there's not that many cars in you. It's like Hong Kong. They're like literally like corner yeah, yeah. of each world. So I think coordinating that would be a, it'd be a challenge. <laughs> but, uh, I, I think it's one to aim for like at some point. Yeah, it'll I think be, we, could definitely be mega. Get, we could definitely get a handful of cars between UK and Europe together. That would be really cool. And you know what the best, other than getting to hang out with everyone, is you can you can come up with some new upgrades and then you just bring the new car along the road trip and be like... And oh, yeah, go, yeah, a bit of free, oh, free promo. I've got, I've got to have those bits on my car. <laughs> I, I've heard this story a, a lot of times, but also those trips are amazing. And it's, 
And then the owners get to meet the other people that are in the same thing. Yeah, and yeah. And, it, and you know what? It's really good it. eye candy as well, you know. It, it, exactly. It, it, you know, brilliant. I, I love, I also love the photography side of, of, of mm. this industry. It's just, it's so creative and um, it really changes the, it kind of changes the format from, it makes a transition from, from automotive engineering to almost like art, isn't it? You know, yeah. the way that you present and the way that you portray and, you know, Instagram has just been, has been phenomenal for, for MZR. You know, I really did no idea of how, how much of a great tool and a, and a great networking sort of yeah. platform that was. Um, and that, that again has been an organic thing and it's, it's really, you know, it's helped us as a business and it's helped us kind of get our, our, our product out there globally. Yeah. Have you had, I'm guessing you probably have, you like, customers come to you through instagram yeah yeah 100 percent um you know either a lot of them have mentioned you know i've been following you on social media yeah. so it would either be instagram or, or facebook um and then you know again we've been really lucky with you know things like this and and petrolicious and evo magazine and top gear and yeah you know there's businesses out there that spend millions on advertising and you know we haven't spent a penny you know the the they've been knocking on our door, which is, you know, again, humbling, but it's because you make it cool cars, content, isn't it? Yeah, that's it. Like if you make something cool, people will come to you and say, Absolutely. can we do something with it? If you make something that's kind of fundamentally boring, you have to go to other people and they're like, I don't want to do it. Yeah, so then you've got to pay them. And you then know, they still really, don't want to do it. I realized quite quickly that, you know, these magazines and, and, you know, sort of media companies, it, it's a bigger machine to turn, isn't it? And to keep coming out with new content. And yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head earlier as well, Sam, which, you know, I fully agree with you that, I mean, I'm definitely no expert on the modern cars and our, our mutual friend often <laughs> takes the mick out of me because my knowledge is that poor, but the, there, there is definitely a, a pool of oneness. You know, they are all amazing machines and they're all very fast and like you said they're all of a certain weight and yeah. the technology behind them and and the build quality and everything is 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 top oh yeah no i think one of the things is yeah lots of owners and and people nowadays they see all of these mod cars they're all sort of starting to get similar but also everyone is using and it seems weird to come down to something like instagram but instagram and social media has made this world so much smaller and whereas before, if you had the new, whatever, McLaren or something, you the only people that would know you had your new McLaren might be the people in your town or the people, your friends or someone that you drove past on the street. Yeah. So other than that, you are probably, apart from maybe an owner's club, the only person that you know that has that car. Whereas now with social media, if you have a, I don't know, a LaFerrari and you think you're the big dog and you find out there's like, a hundred people with LaFerrari Apertas and 15 Koenigseggs and like all of the Veyrons and they're there on your phone in front of you every day. You're like, oh, hang on a minute. My special car is slightly less special because now I've seen all of the other ones. Yeah, yeah. And then people want something that's a bit different. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And I think Instagram, um, I mean... It is quite a narcissistic world that we live in and it, it probably does benefit us. You know, I wouldn't say, I mean, I'm just actually in my head now, I'm just trying to sort of 
I don't think I've got, we've got that many clients who are very uh, active on social mm. media, but definitely there is a fact, that is a factor. You know, even I love posting our cars because I know there isn't so much of a like for like out there. Um, yeah. And it, yeah, and it makes me feel good. So I'm sure the same applies to, you know, an owner who's got one of our cars and, 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 and posts and uh, gets that gets that reaction. So, yeah, the, it is a bit of a wrong with that, is there? No, it's fine. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine, isn't it? Yeah. It's totally yeah, fine. I, I, People can do whatever yeah, the hell they like. That's cool. So I'm glad we've sorted that out, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm not just saying people only buy your cars because they don't want the next Ferrari. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But again, no. yeah, you're right. It touches on the tailor-made, bespoke. Yes. You know, you can't go into a showroom and order one, can you? You can't. You've got to. You know, you you've got to see me. Unfortunately, if you want one of these cars. <laughs> <laughs> Go have some Zoom calls with a slightly. I think I've worked out the weak link in MZR through this conversation. I think <laughs> we just need to. I think I need to uh, uh, stand down and get somebody who knows I, what they're doing. Well, I keep coming back for more, so apparently it's quite effective. So oh, good, good. I think you're doing all right. Right. Well, I normally wrap these up with five questions. Oh gosh. Are you ready? I'm ready. As ready as you're ever. Yeah, really. yeah, yeah. First, first question. Do you have a most memorable driving trip or journey? Uh, I really enjoyed the video that we did for Supercar Driver in Wales because it was just the hottest weekend ever. And it was just, yeah, such a scenic. I mean, Wales is just phenomenal. Um, mm. I also think England won 6-1 as well the same day. So it was, yeah, a really good day all around. So that's <laughs> memorable, yeah. Really enjoyed that. Nice, nice. It is great, isn't it? Just get like middle of nowhere ish. Nice car, cool roads. Oh no, friends. I was I was with. I mean, I, I, that didn't come up on the video, but yeah, we had like GT threes in tow, and there were there yeah. was about five or six Porsches. It were really, really great. You know, try keeping up with them was one thing, <laughs> yeah. but uh, well, what I loved is like you know when we parked up. I think we parked up at uh, I don't know whether it was a. A cafe or like a, a pub and mm. um you know like what we we're coming back to before again is you know more people walked up to my car than they did of yeah. the of the cars that and there were some pretty special porsches out there because it's different isn't it that's it and it's not something like if, if someone turns up with a, a gt3 or something like that you're like yeah cool car but i've i've seen like 500 million yeah. gt3s so i've i've not seen an M- mzr like yeah, yeah, and and the thing is as well, especially in the UK, they were they they sold in such low numbers um, when they were available. Knew that you know, not only is it a really nice looking you know sort of sports car, classic sports car, but mm. it's also a car that they don't know what model it is. They don't you know that's the yeah. interest, that's the curiosity that draws them even more. Yeah, and then because I guess initially for most a lot of people it'd be like, "What is that?" Like, yeah, yeah, that's what is that? The like, first... just don't even know what it is. Yeah, and I think because it, it kind of takes elements of Porsche and Ferrari, and you know, it's kind of got a little mm. bit of everything in 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 sort of the aesthetics of the car. People are you know guessing, 
you know, especially because our cars don't have come with the Datsun badges or em- emblems yeah. on there. So, you know, they kind of guess and <laughs> is it a Porsche? Is it a Ferrari? Is it, you yeah. know, and we kind of say it's a Datsun. <laughs> you know, they're like, really? <laughs> you know, it's a bit different to the Bluebird, I remember, or the, uh, you know, sort of yeah, uh, yeah. Datsun Sunny, I remember back in the 80s. Um, and again, you know, that sparks a conversation and, um, yeah, it's all very interesting, really. <laughs> yeah, and then I guess as as you get closer to the car, you start like looking at, you start noticing the details, and then you realise you're like, hang on a minute. Yeah, it's something really, yeah, absolutely. Then. Yeah, when they poke their head through the window and <laughs> see the interior, and then you know, when if you ever pop the the bonnet, they often think it's like a, a modern engine, you know, because obviously it's got the uh, individual throttle bodies and the yeah. coil on plugs and stuff, and uh, yeah, it's. Um, it's certainly a surprise for him, for sure. Very cool. Right, second question. Five-car garage, unlimited value. Oh, this is so hard. Oh, that's ridic- it is. You can't just- <laughs> that is a ridiculous question. That's like asking me whether I love my son or my dog more. Um, gosh, five-car garage. Definitely, gosh, I might be a bit rubbish at this, but definitely Ferrari 550. I just... When that came out, it was just—it was such a gentleman's carriage. I knew it would age well, and it has. Yeah. Uh, front engine, yeah. I, it just—it ticks V12, a lot of boxes. It, GT, great. Yeah, thing. really, really cool car. Probably one that you might not think uh, would come out of my mouth is the Z3 M Coupe, red oh, van. Yeah. Yeah, love that car. It's mostly, it's. It's just like a little bicep on wheels, and I think it's something you could drive all year round. So, yeah, that's number two. Yeah. Obviously, an MZR Evolution. <laughs> I mean, that's Which, obviously number one. Are we so allowed to it, include that? or uh, Of, does course, it have to be of five course. different cars? I think you'd be silly not to. Yeah, so that's number three. And what, okay, if, which, what would you go for? You go for the, the latest, greatest. Yeah, it'd have top. to be the, it'd have to be the, the, you know the the evolution that's coming out. Um, yeah. yeah, it'd have to be with the newer engine. The, it'd have to be the creme de la creme. Um, yeah. And so that's three. Number four would be yeah. Let's why not? Let's have a singer in there. Singer nine eleven. Why you know? I, 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 I'll be honest. I'm not. I'm definitely no Porsche geek, but uh, yeah, you got to uh, you got to take your hat off and and give credit where it's due. Pretty cool car. So that's four and number five. Would you have something like full on bonkers? Full on bonkers. Like, I don't know, some crazy hypercar or something. Okay. It would be, do you know what? It's not crazy, but somewhat like the Ferrari F40. Mm. I just, you know what it is? I know it's got to be iconic. Um, It is. It's got to be, yeah. I mean, I drive a Defender, so you've got to, you know, you realize what kind of pedigree yeah. <laughs> of machine. I mean, they're the same, you know, same I, aren't they? It is. It's iconic. You know, and I love that. I love something that won't date quickly. And, you know, I've always been like that. My house is like that. It's an old house. Yeah. And, you know, I, I just love character. I love the vintage factor and the retro factor. So, unfortunately, you're not going to get anything newer than that. That's My but that's skin. that's a good choice. Yeah. Like yeah. Great great car. Next question. Okay. If you could only drive one car for the rest of your life, what would it be? Oh gosh. 
Right. It's a slightly loaded question, I guess. Can't be, yeah, it can't be cheesy here. So if I was going to have <laughs> one car, it's going to have to be a family car. Well, okay, you're allowed a £500 something on the side. Okay, okay. If it was going to be every day. I think, honestly, the Ferrari 550. I love that yeah. car. I really, yeah. Oh, it is, yeah. Perfect. Cool. <laughs> Sweet. Would you get a, a, a manual? Are they all manual? Um, all manual I think they? They, well, I'd get it. It would be a manual, and it'd be silver. I don't know what color leather I'd go for, but yeah, the silver is the color. It's mm. the only one of the only Ferraris which doesn't suit red very well, in my opinion. Yeah, well, I think a lot of them don't suit red very well, personally. All oh, right, okay. Well, I'm not. Me. Like I'm, I said, I'm not. Really... I'm not massively <laughs> up on modern supercars but uh yeah a, it is definitely uh, are you a light interior person or a dark interior person i think i'm dark like a tan yeah i think like i'm dark black yeah. or something i think i'm, I'm yeah. i think i'm a dark human being so yeah i think <laughs> <laughs> literally as well <laughs> yeah 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 okay most undervalued car at the moment the mzr no um <laughs> undervalued soon to get out do you know what i don't know whether there is an undervalued i mean the world's changed doesn't it um it has a lot that you know before the internet came about and social media i don't know whether there are any unearthed gems honestly yeah i, I really can't think of anything that's you know massively undervalued and and should be you know sort of uh higher than where it is um yeah because everything does sort of find its place. It now. does. We it does. What happens is it's like you know, it's like you could you know even with the two forties, like the Jags and stuff. It's that a certain model will become too expensive, or a certain series of yeah. the car will become too expensive for you know a certain sector of the audience, and then that means the the next one down becomes desirable, and it follows yeah. suit from there, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. That's always happened. We were. I was walking down a high street the other day and I was just looking at like, I don't know, an antique shop or something. And um, I was thinking, oh, it's a shame because there is no way you'll be able to go into a shop like that nowadays, pretty much, and find a genuine bargain. Yeah. Because Because everyone's got the the internet. The world's a window, isn't it? Yeah. Like, you're not going to find that item it's like, oh yeah, because got a, got Google, you know, steal. all you need to do is Google it, and you've got you'll find the worth of, of how, how much the general price or the general sort of value of oh. that item or car or whatever it is is um, you know is what it's worth. So it's it is very very rare. What's the most interesting car to you at the moment? Gosh, that is uh, that is a question. What's the most interesting car for me? I, this is going to sound bonkers, but honestly, what we're doing in the next two years is easily the most interesting thing that I can think of uh, in in my automotive sector. Um, yeah. Honestly, I, I, I wish I could press fast forward because, you know, for all the plaudits and sort of appreciation of what we've done so far, I'm really, really interested to see what people make of the next generation of the MZR cars, you know, and uh, proof is in the pudding really to see whether it, it you know, it, it's whether <laughs> we've ticked the boxes or we haven't. So, uh, yeah, yeah. cause you've got to keep pushing that envelope. You've got to keep pushing the boundaries. Um, we certainly, we do. And, and, you know, it, it's probably not even a good business model to, to do something like that because 
the best thing you can do is standardize something, keep at it, uh, and things get cheaper uh, and quicker and, and more efficient. But from a creative point of view, yeah. it's, it's not what we're about, really. You know, you know, as long as we can cover our, you know, as long as we can keep the, the, the wheel turning, we're happy just to keep trying to mm. think of new ideas and, and, and see, where, see where we can go as a company, as a brand, you know, uh, and as a, a sort of automotive builder. Yeah. And that is like the, I've, I've had a similar sort of answer from a few people that make their own stuff. And I think that is, that is the best answer to that question. If you're in the car industry. It's because, you know, we live, you know, every day is, you know, I, I, one of those guys, I just can't switch off. I go home yeah. and I'm constantly the cogs in, in, you know, up, up here, a, a, a turning and, I'm always having a zillion conversations with Martin and with the, you know, the, the, the lads on the workshop floor on what do you think of this idea and, you know, what do you think this looks like or how would this work? And, and I'm sure that is the drive in, in most people who, yeah. who, who were involved in this sort of resto modern re-engineering industry. No. And it's, and it's, that's all you want. Like you meeting people like yourself, that are really excited about what you're doing. That's what it's all about. Yeah, it like, is. If you're not excited about it, how the hell is anyone else going to get excited exactly, about it? Exactly, exactly, yeah, exactly. And, you know, like I was saying before, you know, being blessed with such good friends and clients as well is I get to, you know, sort of within reason, I'll bounce some ideas off with them, you know, and say, what do you think? Mm. How do you think this looks? And, you know, do you think this would work? And, yeah. you know, it's good to get feedback uh, from from everybody and then take a view on that and decide what we should go with and, and why. Yeah, and I think it's the most important people for you and your business are your current customers and and, and then future customers. But your customers, yeah, the people sure. that have found you so far and have put their money towards you, their opinion probably matters you know the most of like random people you could just ask you know what does the internet think and yeah. you might get a general feeling but if no one's actually going to stump up the cash for what you're doing for whatever reason then it's kind of pointless like you yeah you've just sure. got to find those people Definite, for definitely i mean it is such a niche industry and such a niche market and such a mm. niche audience you're absolutely right you know they're the guys who you know, who've had the vision to sort of jump on board with what we are doing as a, as a sort of business and, and how we are evolving and stuff. So, you know, their opinions, sure, they're, you know, they're definitely well within their rights to be in our think tank. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, at the end of the day, it's, 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 it's your baby. It's your car. And like, it, people buy it because of what you've created. Yeah, not just me, but the team. Well, and your team yeah, as yeah. MZR, definitely. I'm just the the ugly mug that most people get to see. <laughs> but uh, there's a lot of brain, there's a lot of brainstorming going on, and uh, there's a lot of ideas that you know I've been told are crap. <laughs> don't go along <laughs> with it. So you know, we don't. We like I said, we we always take a view to look at things very methodically, and um, and if we do change something, it's done with. Mm for the right reasons, you know, it's going to benefit the integrity of the car. And, um, that will always, I think that will always bode well in, you know, sort of the longevity of what we're doing. Yeah, totally.
Cool. I don't know. You've obviously got a little notification there. Well, so um, can you hear that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm okay. using somebody else's laptop, so yeah, um, yeah. I'm blaming them. <laughs> That's all right. Well, we've struggled through the various technical <laughs> issues. And yeah, uh, the, we've made the it. Biggest made it to the end. Issue is, is this guy here who is, uh, <laughs> nah. um, you know, I'm, I'm, all right, I'm pretty good at what we do building the cars, but when it comes to <laughs> technology ah, with laptops, PCs, and uh, all this, all this palaver, I'm, uh, I'm about as antiquated as our cars. I'm afraid. <laughs> <laughs> Bang up to date, then. Bang up to date. Yeah, yeah. With a cool. well, well, thanks very much for coming on the podcast. Oh, been, really enjoyed really it, Sam. Good. Thank you so much. Sweet. Okay. Yeah, cheers. Cheers. See you later. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.